Who's better than Tom Petty? Yep, you guessed it. Tim Gillette, a powerhouse coming to us from Dallas. Join us as he shares his quick and simple steps to create more in your life. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Cardula, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking With Terry. Hello, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we're having powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And today I have the honor to have Tim Gillette here um, with us today. He is the creator of Simple Easy Marketing and Branding, a blog, video, and online content creation system that is designed to get sales and results. Tim is an award-winning blogger, best-selling author, and highly sought-after speaker who brings entertaining education and empowering content to corporate and entrepreneurial events across America. He also hosts the top blog and video conference, Blog and Video Con, and he is coming to us live from Dallas. So welcome, Tim. Hello, hello from Dallas. <laughs> so it's so great to see you and have you on our show. Um, we met, I don't know, goodness, a couple years ago back through a conference and it's been great to be in touch. And is that Wilson? Yes, I have Wilson. Wilson's oh here. Gosh. He keeps, keeps me safe. Uh, and uh, right next to Wilson, one of my clients is a Disney Imagineer, and this is one of the things she created, and it's on my shelf. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, so, and then my original the, brand, I have my original brand on my old laptop is there, and then my current brand. <laughs> I love it. So if you, for those that are not listening, he has, you know, the volleyball that has a picture of Wilson on it from? Um, not Survivor. I can't think what the name of the TV show was. Anyway, It was a movie. movie. It was um, Something Away. Castaway oh. with Tom Hanks. It was Cast a Tom away. Hanks. Movie. Yes. Thank you. I was like, that's funny. I love it. <laughs> so I have that because I was always into the movie, but one of my close friends is a Tom Hanks double, stunt double. Oh, fantastic. I thought yeah. maybe you were just feeling alone and just needed to have a friend. Uh, so now it's, and actually his wife has spoken on my stage quite a bit now. And actually he, he has done some stuff on my stages as well. Oh, so. fantastic. I love it. So for those that are not aware of you, like just tell us how you got to be where you're at today. Well, I, you know, first my mom, you know, she decided to give birth to me. I thank you, mom, by the way, just you know, <laughs> as, a, as a small thank you, you know. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I was, uh, you know, someone in the automotive industry. I wanted to be, from when I was a kid, I wanted to be in automotive. And uh, in 1984, when I graduated high school, you know, I really didn't, opportunities didn't open up. And I was kind of directed in a way away from automobiles by my parents and worked in, you know what I mean? I worked in several industries in mechanical drafting and things like that in engineering departments. But I, 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 like 86, I got out of that and actually went into the automotive industry and I was in it all the way up until 2004. 
and I've owned companies in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Texas in the auto industry. I've worked for the Penske's. I've worked for, you name it, like wow. big people. Uh, I've worked for many, many national chains that, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot in the auto industry and even created two, uh, two patented ideas. Uh, although I don't own the rights to them, former company that I have owns the rights to those patents. It. And it was, they weren't realized while I was in the industry, but was able to see one of my patents walked into a, uh, you know, a tire shop here in Dallas about three years ago and was able to see the realized version of what I created and draw it out on paper 30 wow. some years ago. Um, and that was cool to see. But in 2004, I was sick of the auto industry. I just, I, I finally wanted out and I was cleaning cars uh, here in the Dallas, Texas area. And I had a client, you know what I mean? That was a regular client. And, and when I sold my business, I put a do not compete clause in. For 10 years, I couldn't consult, speak, teach, do, wow. or recreate another auto business. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting down across the table from a friend. His name was Zig Ziglar. Oh. And I'm sitting across the table from Zig saying, well, I'm out of the auto industry for the next 10 years. I don't know what I'm going to do now. And he brought up the idea that I should be a speaker and a coach. And I didn't understand life coach, business coach, yeah. entrepreneur coach, did not understand that concept when he said it to me. And I remember saying something like, coach, like you mean like at church, what they do with the football team? Zig, I didn't know. <laughs> I really, I didn't know what he meant. Yeah. But I understood what he said speaking. And I looked at Zig, how, you know, he had, he taught a Sunday school class in our church. And I'm like, man, I, I can't do that. I'm not getting up in front of people. But through the years from 2004, when he told me that until 2009, when I actually realized it and decided to do it, a lot of things I noticed that I would watch why Zig said that to me. And I remember seeing Zig Ziglar in his ailing health in 2009. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go do that speaking thing. And at the time I had long hair and I said, yeah. you know, I'm going to get a haircut zig and I'm going to buy a suit and a tie and I'm going to go do it. And he said, no, he said, you need to be yourself uh, and, and go out and find a way to do this. Now, Zig yeah. at that time was a really ailing healthy, was not speaking as a career uh, you know what I mean? I don't, I have no ties personally to the Ziegler Corporation. However, they are very close friends of mine. Tom Ziegler, all right, Cindy Ziegler. I, I love to see him. I see him on a weekly basis. Uh, you know what I mean? I speak at Ziegler headquarters once a year, but it's not me. It's not, I'm not a yeah. Ziegler speaker. Yeah. For the longest time, I was this long haired looking person. Everybody mistaked me for Tom Petty. I uh, know, you had that Tom Petty look. Nah, now nah. you just chopped it all off. I did. Yeah. I did. You, I, I did it as this whole. here. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I did it in May for my, my event because we had to do my event virtual. And we actually, I was planning, even if the events were live in May, I was going to do it for my live event just to, to, to try it. And yes. see, I personally love it because it's, I, you have shorter hair. You get it. It's so easy to take it's care so of. It's so easy. Yeah. I hate long hair, but I get it. It's why I had it. It was part of my image. I loved having long hair. But, you know, as you get older, it starts to thin out on a guy and it was, it was getting harder and harder to make it look good. And I just was like, I'm, I'm sick of it for a while. I'm going to cut it off. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, that was me, but I, I don't wear a tie. I wear suit coats, but I, I, you'll never see me in a tie. It's just not me. Yeah. I, I had to figure out who I was in this, but I did see how Zig, I seen what Zig said when he said, you'd be a speaker because I have no problem if I was, you know, Tim, go up to the front of the, front of the room and introduce so-and-so. I never thought about doing it. I, I remember telling my coach, I never wanted to speak in front of a 500 person room. And my coach who hosts 300 to 700 people events, basically, I think it was 2017. 
the beginning of one of his events, he called me backstage and he said, oh, by the way, you're opening. Here's the microphone. Go. (laughs) You got 10 minutes. And I'm like, ah. And like at that point in time, I'd only speak to rooms of like 100, 150 people. Yeah. I was not ready for that, I thought. But he knew to throw me up on stage and, and, you know, I got a recording of it somewhere. But that's how I went, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really a natural. When you throw me out there, I can do it. Yeah. And that's what Zig seen in me in 2004 and said, why you should do this. Yeah. That's powerful for someone else to see that in you. And yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I talk a lot about like how we overcome fear and how we come overcome, you know, doubt and worry and, and challenges that we're having. And sometimes it's literally just doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just because we have all of this kind of anticipatory, we create this, all this anticipatory anxiety or fear around it. And then once we do it, we're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Right. Not that you, not that necessarily you had that or you were aware of that, but you weren't doing it. Right. And then all of a sudden you get kind of, you know, thrown into it and then you're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. For me, you know, and, and even then, I mean, even when I started 2010, and I started this, I wasn't ready. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, had no clue uh, what to do to get involved. I didn't have money to hire a coach. Uh, you know what I mean? I was really, you know, in a bad spot and, yeah. you know, I had real estate that was paying my bills, but I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. So I started a blog. I really, I didn't know what to do. I started a blog just talking about, you know, it was called rockerlifecoach.com. Just talking about well, in the beginning, it was talking about anything. I didn't know what to do, but I started. I did something yes. to figure it out, and that's how I got into what I do now is, is I did something to figure it out. Most people will sit back and in fear like me going, well, I can't do that. Dude, just, just do something. Do what you can do, yeah. and you'll watch it develop into something. Yeah. Yeah. Take action. Take, mm-hmm. take action. And you're right. Like when you're, when you're in that place of action, other things will start to unfold, uh, unfold. Other things will start to show up for you. So I love it. Okay. So what would you say, you know, before we wrap up here, what is one thing that you would say contributed to your success? You know, the biggest thing I go back to in 1988, when my daughter, 87, when my daughter was, well, just before my daughter was born, I worked a part-time job in Lowell, Massachusetts uh, for a gentleman named Frank. And he had, it was a Texaco station. I want you to picture like everybody, like where the hell success comes out of a Texaco station in Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> it was a part-time job. And I worked nights at this gas station, pumping gas and, and uh, you know, dispatcher for tow trucks and things like that. And I had a problem with the guy who worked day shift, who was basically, you know, the second in command at this company. And he would come in on my night shift and get in the way and bring his friends because he was a kid. He was younger than me. He was a kid, but he'd been with the company longest. So he was second command. And I, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I went to my boss. His name was Frank. And I said, Frank, I, I'm having a problem with Dave. I, I don't know how to deal with this. He's always in the way. He's always calling problems at night. And Frank gave me probably the best advice. I've, I've lived with it. I quote him till this day. And I say, you know, he, he said to me, Tim, on, when you're here on second shift, on night shift, this is your business. I want you to pretend like it costs you if you're losing money. Hmm. If you're going to make money, it's up to you. I want you to run this gas station like you own it from a 7 p.m. at night to 11 p.m. at night. You own this place and it is up to you to determine its success. And I took ownership. Till this day, you can never find me giving someone else the blame for my faults. I took ownership of my life at that point in time. And I find when you take ownership, good, bad, or ugly, screw up, take ownership. 
do something good, take ownership. You want something, take ownership. That's the biggest thing that has been mine throughout the years, Terry, is just taking ownership of me, my life, and, and, and the results, good or bad. Brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant because, you know, like you said, when you're in that place of ownership, it's only you can, it only falls back on you. And you yep. can, if, and, if, but that's so empowering because if it's us that's creating it, we can change it. We can shift it, right? So, yep. well, thank you for being here. So taking action and taking ownership, right? Two little gold nuggets out of this conversation today. So where can folks find you? So, of course, my name is Tim Gillette, and uh, most people find me Tim Gillette, T-I-M-G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E.com. Uh, for years, I told people, and it's still up, you can go see it, go to nottompetty.com. I know you'll know that one, nottompetty.com. And I teach a lot of people now, if they look like a celebrity, to use that, that idea, and I still have that website up there, so you can see what I used to look like. Uh- <laughs> That's so funny. And I took your, I took your recommendation. Cause I think when we, when we met, you're like, you look like, and I get it all the time. I get, I guess the mannerisms of Amy yeah. Poehler. So I yes. literally bought not amypoehler.com. I, I didn't do what, anything fancy with it yet for yours. Like I should, I need to make a video or something. To stick go up. watch mine. What I did because yeah. it's, it's a way to teach your clients, but it's funny because since uh, you got that website, the TV show that my wife and I are now binge watching is parks and recreation. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. So, okay. So go check out Tim and his, all of the offerings that he has, cause he is a brilliant business owner that has, you know, has taken clients and, ex, you know, help grow their businesses through blogging and blogging and all the other stuff that you're doing in the content marketing world. So mm-hmm. go check out his stuff. It's super juicy. And you also have some free stuff out there too, uh, some, you know, communities and stuff that you have joined, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Facebook community, basically, that anybody can join and get stuff into it. And then we we have a, a community for our events, which it's a very low price to get into our events. And uh, it's a one-time cost where we actually give 50% of all ticket sales to uh, a, a local charity every month when we host an event. So awesome. uh, we're about giving back as well to helping those people who are less fortunate. So it's not just about the ticket, uh, but yeah. it's about you know giving money to the charity every month. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for being on our show and um, check out his information and um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I, dot com to book your time. Ownership and action. Who agrees? Best combination ever.